This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. <laughs> On the BetQL Network. The set. Looking there. Cooper. A juggle. And a touchdown. Now it's Brissett, who flexes out wide to the right, direct snap with two extra offensive linemen. Touchdown, Cleveland. Nick Chubb. Welcome on in, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a Tuesday, Futures Day on the show. A lot of futures talk about across the NFL. We'll get to some college football later. Michael Felder, our guy for Field of 12. Seamus McGee, lead trader at BetMGM, will join us in the 10 a.m. Eastern Hour Big picture as we look forward to week nine in the NFL. We had a trade yesterday. Pretty big trade in the NFL. We'll get to that as well. And the Major League Baseball uh, World Series continues tonight after a rainout last night in game three. Who does that fare? But let's start, Aaron, with Monday Night Football. I didn't see that outcome coming. Um, I know Joe and Paul were on the Browns, and I, I thought that was the right side. I thought it could be close. I thought maybe the Bengals by a field goal if we had a close game. That game, Aaron, was not even competitive. 32-13, to 13, the Browns just roll over the Bengals. Well, I thought had kind of turned a corner here. I guess not. Exactly. And um, I was just thinking, like, did the Browns figure something out? Um, I mean, they looked really good. I was telling Paul before the show, I was live betting because I didn't want to lose money on some of my props. I was like, let me at least try to break even here. This is not going great for me. Um, But yeah, that was interesting. You wonder if this is going to continue without Jamar Chase. What is this Bengals team going to look like? And, you know, even just looking big picture, I know we're going to talk futures, but that whole division, there's not a lot of, you know, no one's really running away with it, I should say. So, um, but yeah, the the Browns seem to figure something out. And of course, we know they're getting Deshaun Watson back, um, but they looked good in the Bengals offensive line. I mean, whew, just, they're still hot garbage. They did not fix that at all. Mm-mm. Let's not overreact. I mean, I, I I liked Cleveland in the game, but I thought everything that we saw last night was matchup-based. Everything. So you're losing your number one weapon on the Bengals' side. That's going to hurt a ton. And then you don't know who's really going to step up. Like, Boyd is okay, but Boyd's okay as a third option. The thing is, when you match up with Cleveland, you want to fade the Browns when they have – when your opposition – has a strong run game. The Bengals have the worst rushing offense in the NFL. So it's they awful. don't have that 
they don't have that clear cut advantage no matter no matter how you dice it up. And let's not. I, I, I see people saying, "Oh yeah, well Mixon didn't get any run because it was a blowout." That was not a blowout the entire game. That that was a game the majority of the way through. I mean, it was a scoreless first quarter, so he probably should have gotten more than eight carries, but they can't clear anything. It's part of offensive line. It's part of him. He's going down immediately after contact, and that has not changed for a half a year now. Maybe this is just what Mixon is at this point. And, I mean, I just felt that we don't want to go too far on the Browns. I still don't trust them. And then I don't want to overreact to the Bengals. As long as they get in the dance, I still like them. And as long as Chase is healthy, once he's on the field, and I still believe the offensive line is going to improve throughout. I mean, yeah, Burrow took five sacks, and some of those on Burrow. He's been known for holding on to the football way too long. And it wouldn't surprise me if we see more of that over the next month when he's gone. But I I just viewed last night as matchup-based Browns in a route. That's surprising. But they had the run game going. I mean, with with Chubb and Hunt and even their third back, when uh, Johnson, when he gets in there, I mean, we've seen him fill in in the past and done a terrific job. That is what they're great at. I mean, these, these teams that are in playoff contention, you're great at something. And if there's one thing we could all point to, maybe we're disappointed in the Cleveland's defense for the course of the season, but they are the best in the game with a run game. And Stefanski actually covered an AFC North matchup. It feels like that trend wow. is kind of getting pushed to the side. Yeah, well, yeah, a couple now in a row. Here's thing on Cincinnati. Yeah. Joe, I agree with you. If they get in the dance with Joe Burrow, they could be dangerous. But last night was a major hit to their chances to win the division. They're 0-3 in the AFC North now. That's tough to recover from. I mean, how many teams can win divisions after starting 0-3 within the division? And then I want to go back to Zach Taylor. Is it his fault that Mixon is probably cooked? No. I mean, what's he supposed to do about that? But you have Joe Burrow. And I know Jamar Chase wasn't there last night. But, you know, he's been there for most of the year. This was his first game missed. They're 18th in yards mm-hmm. per play. You, know, you have a top five to six quarterback. Wherever you want to rank Burrow, he's really good still. And he'll be good for a long time. You're 18th in yards per play. Like, you can't win like that in the NFL. You They need to create more offense. I don't know if it's all play calling, Aaron, if it's all offensive line, if it's the, yesterday not missing Chase, but it's a bad night for the right. Bengals. And I mean, the thing is, we don't know how long Chase is going to be out. If he is right. going to be out four to six weeks or if he comes back sooner. If he is out, they really can't afford to drop more games and have the offense look like that. So it's, you know, it's – a longer shot, you know, saying that maybe the Browns are turning things around now. We don't know after one game. I get it. Let's not overreact. But we also don't know how good this Bengals team is going to look moving forward either. Yeah, but this, uh, look, look at the schedule, how it sets up for over the next few weeks, a short period of time for both of I teams. did. And the Browns' Cincinnati. last three games are easy. <laughs> and their next really three easy. are not. And their next three are I not. I know. They've got Miami They're and Buffalo. I agree. Up. It's very difficult. No. I agree. Right, right. I, I just And then you got Deshaun Watson if you're looking ahead for, okay, he returns for the Houston game a month from now. I have no idea what that's going to be. I have no idea what that's going to look like. I, I don't think the Browns are in contention <laughs> um, for the division. They're 12 to 1. I'm not expecting anything. They've got to go to Buffalo in a few weeks. They've got to buy next, but they've got to go to Buffalo. This is all about the Ravens for me. It really is. They're minus 333 this morning to win the North and bet MGM. They have a game on the Bengals. 
You mentioned that Cincinnati is 0-3 in the division. I don't think Cincinnati can win the division. I don't. Um, but, especially, I mean, like if Chase was out there and they lost yesterday, I think we could make a case. They could win against Carolina. They probably should win against Carolina next week. Then they go on by, and then it's Pittsburgh. They should beat the Steelers, even without Chase. And then maybe Chase returns after that. So I don't, I don't think it's all that, all that dire. Like they may not win the division, but they're probably going to be in the playoffs. And if they aren't even missing Chase for a month, month and a half, that would be a collapse. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Um, I would say this for the Bengals, that they got to rack up the wins, Joe. You said the schedule's light now because look at the end of the yeah. season. They end the season with Kansas City, Cleveland. Now that's Watson's back for that game. At Tampa, at New England, Buffalo, Baltimore. They better rack up those wins now because the end of that season is very difficult for them. So we get a big win for the Browns last night. Joe and Paul get the get the uh, the win in the contest. And Joe, you mentioned the Ravens. I mean, it's trade deadline day today. The Ravens made a big move. That was an interesting trade yesterday. Ravens yeah. and the uh, Bears. Roquan Smith for a two and a five. So I, I was trying. To, I always try to view these trades for both sides, right? And. I think the Ravens side is pretty easy. They, they're trying to make the playoffs. They're trying to win a division. They think he's an impact player. And I think they look at it and say, we got to figure out a way to beat the Bills in January. Maybe we could spy Josh Allen. Maybe we can make some plays on their, on their, on their offense. I kind of like it move for the Bears. I, I don't know how fans of Chicago feel, but like I know they're playing better now. They're not close to being a championship team. The Bears got a stockpile of picks. I, I thought it was a smart move. They got a two for a linebacker. I know he's a really good linebacker. But I would do that deal. I liked it. I, it it's a weird position for me because I'm used to criticizing this team coming off the pace regime. I love the move. Love it. And, uh, of course, what, what are all the dads talking about trick, during trick-or-treating last night? The Bears trade. Roquan. <laughs> that just went on. And you're going to run into some people that are very upset about it. And I'm just like, do you think the Bears defense is good? you think they're good with Roquan? He's a non-premium position that thinks he deserves a lot of money. You want to pay a non-premium position while you're starting over? Maybe you have your quarterback. Maybe you don't. We shall see. Uh, $20 million? How's that, how's that help you in the long term? Are championships won with defense? Until proven otherwise, we still have to say no. But in this era, it feels like you need a stronger defense than maybe in recent seasons. I, I love the move. So you add a four for Quinn last week. You get a two and a five for Roquan this week. And maybe there's more activity today. I don't know if they can get a ton for like a David Montgomery or something like that. But they're acquiring assets. You can't call it a rebuild because they are tearing this down to these studs. The question is, is Justin Fields going to be one of those studs? I don't know yet. We think we see it, but this is also year two. So are you going to commit to him long-term? Not quite sure. They have a ton of cap space. A ton. And I do like it for both sides. It doesn't mean that Baltimore is going to commit to Roquan Smith long-term. Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't because they, they can get a comp pick moving forward. It, it really doesn't match up with the Ravens' style to commit to a non-premium position mm -hmm. long-term. Uh, that wouldn't make sense to me, but – they're in go for it. I like this. I like this. I want to see what other activity we see today uh, before the 4 p.m. Eastern time deadline. If we're going to have more teams that are like, 
all right, we're in go for it mode because uh, I don't think it should happen, but the Ravens Super Bowl odds did drop yesterday. Yeah, I think ever since we saw like Ozzie Newsom, you know, leave the front office, there they, the Ravens are making different types of moves that we're not traditionally used to seeing. Uh, I think it's a win-win for both sides. I personally would like to see the Ravens add an offensive weapon as well, um, but I like the move. Obviously, they're trying to you know stop the Bills and you know do some big things come playoff time. Yeah, and I think we'll get some more today. I, we talked about the last couple of days. There's yep. these GMs now. They go for. It. I think running backs will be today. Feels like a day for running backs. You mentioned Montgomery, Joe, Kareem Hunt, who played last night, probably on the move. I saw Schefter throughout Naheem Hines. The Colts are taking uh, calls on Naheem Hines. It feels like isn't that like the thing? The the missing piece teams look at like yeah, we'll, 